The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- series. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like their Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Some might be off, but we are not off, boys and girls. Welcome into a fresh and new live and local, well, live and national version of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. We are live on our YouTube channel as we are each and every day, Monday through Friday at Boston versus the book. Twitter X as well, replayed on Sirius XM channel 159 and on Sports Grid TV. Big day in the sports world. Daytona going on, hockey going on. How are you, sir? Pittsburgh Penguin hockey day for you. My Bruins just can't stop giving up goals. <laughs> two, two. I bet the under in that game. So that bet yeah. is dead under six. I jumped in on that, but we got hockey all day today. How are you on this Monday? <laughs> I'm still living off the high of the uh, Yarmir Yager retirement ceremony. It was awesome. If you have ESPN Plus, go back and watch it. It's 45 minutes. It's um, it's fantastic because it, it goes back in time, uh, literally transported back in time. I think I think Jessica is in one of the videos celebrating at the uh, the parade. I couldn't tell. We rewound it twice. She swears it it very well could be, but they wow. out and the hair was up here. And I said, I think that's you because he won the two Stanley Cups his first mm-hmm. two years. They brought the whole team back. It was glorious. Talk about living in the past. Emerson, if you're here watching, <laughs> this is what people do from Boston. He's right. They do live in the past, but it was great. That's not what we do. We'll get to the Red Sox later, but but I I feel like I got a lot to say to my fellow Red Sox fans today about the the level of anger they have going towards spring training. It's it's typical New England. It's typical Puritan, you know, piss and moan, but it's getting to be a little bit of a ridiculous level now at this. That's far from and, and, and Emerson is now a Red Sox fan. Like, where did this come from? Emerson like, wants to be. From Boston? (laughs) No, he wants to be a Red Sox fan. When you live there, you want to – I mean, if you embrace it, he's been there long enough. He wants a team to be good. Of course. It's fun when a team's good. Trust me. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Way more. No, it's way more. But, you know, it's funny because it feels like the sports world – I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm 46 and I just – I've lived through enough that I'm cool with it. But, like, watching – if you haven't watched the Apple TV series, The Dynasty on the Patriots, it's unbelievable. I mean, we want to about going back in time. Do you have to have Apple TV to see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's worth the one month. Just get it for a month. You can blast through all the episodes. It's, it's incredible. Brady's commentary is wild. The things they talk about. I mean, the, the first episode is kind of a lot of known stuff, like the run up to the, to the Ram Super Bowl. But then after, when it gets past that, you start learning a lot about the inner workings of the Patriots and the way that Brady and Belichick interacted with each other and, how the team interacted. Bledsoe is awesome. Like he's really honest about like, I didn't give a flip about Tom Brady. This guy was, he was, he was behind me. 
I was a hundred right. million dollar quarterback. I had no, I mean, who, who are you? Like, get away from me. Like <laughs> it was, it was really honest and open. So the same thing with the Yager thing, like a lot of really cool nostalgic things you can look back upon and people in Boston don't want to do that. They want to go with the now. And I, and I get that pro sports teams and fans don't care about the past. They care about the now, but you have to be able to step back and being not in the storm, as I call it of Boston media, it's easier to pull back and go, hold on a second. <laughs> like just, be a little is it, patient. Isn't the the crucible of living in a city like the media just looks to pick and you know criticize? It's very rare that the I mean, you know, because the purpose of the media is to you know. Well, write. the word media is 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 very loaded though because yeah. there's loaded that there's media who are the opinion media, but then there's also media who are there to cover the team. And there's yeah, two different there's two different things. cover the team media a lot of times too is it get you, gotcha. Where, where, I mean, before they were maybe a cheerleader. I don't know. But when you're in there, you see different things. We're out here. Right. I, I mean, being in Vegas for, for 21 years, it's, I mean, especially being in books, you look at things so neutrally. We didn't have a team here for right. the longest time. So it was, it was able, you were able to remove all of that just noise. Everybody's trying to get the story now. Everybody's trying to get the sound bite. Everybody's trying to get, that inside scoop of, wow, all right, we got you here. It's all always railing against ownership most of the time. Right. It's always against the GM sometimes or who's the source inside the locker room. Blah, 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 blah. When you're there and it seems going from what was up here to down, man, it gets nasty. People are like, like, you take the step back, okay, and take the step that I can do living here and going, I want my team to be good. But if there's a plan to be good in two or three years, I'm okay with it. The Red Sox have won two championships in the last 10 years. No team in the division has won one. Like, I I, I can recognize that and go, look. That's true. Not, a, not That's right. There's not another AL East uh, World no. Series in that time. <laughs> and they've won, they've won two. So, like, I look at that and go. If you were, if I walked up to a Red Sox fan in 2001 and said, here's the deal, you're going to win four championships in 20 years, but you're going to suck from 2021 on. You're going to suck. Would you sign up for it? 99.9999% of people in New England sign on the dotted line right then and there. But they can't think that way. They they, they can't admit that that would be the case. Well, because they can't, they can't believe that they could actually suck. Well, no, I think it has to go. There's 25 years of people that don't believe that. that No, it's 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 the ticket prices. It's the problem at Fenway. It's getting there. It's all the things that cause people to get pissed off at being a Red Sox fan. You tolerate it when they win. You don't tolerate it when they lose. That's the problem. You can't Mm -hmm. charge the highest ticket prices and make it the smallest ballpark in baseball and have a lot of uncomfortable seats. And and look, you look around and you're like, great, I'm paying for nostalgia. This is awesome. Win. And if you don't win all of those problems, the bathrooms and the concession stands and all the things that you go to a different ballpark. I mean, take a Red Sox fan to like the Braves park and they come back furious at how much money they're paying to go to a ballpark, to go to a game, to pay for their season tickets because of what they have. Hmm. So that that's the problem. People don't, they'll, they'll accept it as long as you win. If you don't win, 
then they start bringing up all the things that have pissed them off over the years. And rightfully so. I mean, when you have really high ticket prices and you have a small ballpark with not a lot of amenities, you you can get frustrated. And I think every Red Sox fan, you go there like the first time for nostalgia. And then the hundredth time, it's like, this is annoying. <laughs> like this, this ballpark just is not fun to be at. Season tickets is a big ask of anybody anymore. It is it's not a corporation. I mean, that's the, the Yager celebration was us, you know, my brothers and I were texting and a, a couple friends that we took the games. We had season tickets for a long, long time. They priced us out of the building. Mm. It was just one of those things that you really have to love going to the games and do nothing else. That's your source of uh, entertainment. You know, now if we got to, I mean, if me and you split a season of four, for the for the nights, so we could go two and two, and then then you know you take half, I take half, whatever. I mean, what's it going to cost us? Forty five thousand dollars. Well, plus the PSL, you know, buy that first. <laughs> Forty five dimes plus the personal seat that license, goes yeah. to hockey games. Forty yeah. times a year, and try to fight the parking. And I mean, and it's in seats are comfortable and all of those. Right. It's a lot of money, and that's a new park. It's a, I mean, it's, a, it's a new building, and baseball is eighty one. I mean, baseball is outside and outside in the cold, in the snow, in the rain, in the heat, heat. all of it, in the humidity, you know, you get, you get all that going on and you want to be a diehard Red Sox fan and you want to go into a ballpark that just is old and people. So I, I, I understand the frustration for the people who buy the tickets and people who are fans going, I'm done supporting these guys because John Henry is acting like the King. And he today, I think John Henry is actually enjoying this because one of the media members asked, said, Mr. Henry, do you have a couple of minutes to talk to us today? He walked by and he laughed at him. He literally laughed at the media. Like you can't like that type of behavior. You know what you're doing when you do that. You're oh, whacking it. Yeah. Yeah. You're whacking the Hornets, Hornets nets because you want to see what's going to spill out of it. Right. And I, that type of be, I hate John Henry. I mean, I want them to sell, but I also look at Breslow, the new GM and go, Look, the previous GM drafted pretty well. There's a lot of young talent coming up in 25 for the Red Sox. Not ready yet, but in 25, there's going to be a lot of young talent, homegrown talent on that team. And there's chances to spend in free agency next year. They're not going to spend this year because they they can't compete. They know that. They're nowhere near good enough to compete. I mean, Lucas Giolito is their number one. Okay. (laughs) Lucas Giolito is their quote unquote ace. They got major problems. That's right now. Like it's still February. I don't know if he's going to end up being their ace. That's what they're going into spring training has, but they might do spring training and go, hold on, Lucas, <laughs> just go to the three spot. We got a young kid. We got to have Bello up top. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. And I hope Bello does want to. <coughs> Ryan Bellows is kind of the anchor. Like talking about who they're, who they're going to build around from a rotation standpoint. It's him. It's Devers who they'll build around from. You know, a, a, a position standpoint, but they have like four or five young, really good, high prospect kids coming through the system that are going to be there next year for the Red Sox. Yeah. So, like, they're going to be young, but that's how Boston won multiple championships with homegrown talent. And then you sign in the free agent market to fill your holes. You don't sign a free agent to build around. That was the previous mistake right. the Red Sox made. Right. So, that or they made it over and over again, signing high ticket pre, you know, free. But like the Red Sox have the lowest payroll that they've had this year. I think it was in the last 20 years and 20 years ago, it was, uh, it was like the fifth 
highest payroll in baseball when it was this low. Now it's the 13th highest payroll in baseball. Like they are not spending. They are definitely, and they should just say it. Like just, this is, I think fans get mad when ownership says something, Tom Warner, who was the second in command behind John Henry said, we are full throttle. That was the quote, full throttle this off season to build a, to build a championship contending team, which was a lie. Like he was absolutely a lie. Just because you spend doesn't mean you win though. True. Very true. You know, that's, that goes for anything that goes for content that goes for sports that goes for whatever. If somebody is young, hungry, and close to the ability on a team sport, you can catch lightning in a bottle. I saw, again, yesterday brought back so many memories of the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup. They had the best player in the world. Then they got the next one in Yager. So, but they needed Stevens. They needed Ron Francis. They needed Olf Samuelson. They needed Rick Tockett for the second one. Like, you have to have all the pieces and the parts, and someone. There has to be a whole team. Like you got to have somebody to play second base. Doesn't have to be the best second baseman in the league with the highest contract. So just because you're not spending doesn't mean you're giving up or right. punting. You just have to find role players, and role players think they're the best player. We used to say it all the time. You know, I played on the first line in, in, in hockey. But I needed the third line guy to think they were the number one line. Just play like that. We're all the same. Hockey's such a different right. like, mentality in that regard. And everybody has its stars. But, like, you can't play a baseball game without the right fielder. I mean, can you go get the best right fielder in the game? Yes. But I need a right fielder that's going to be out there, catch the balls that are hit to you, hit seventh in a lineup and bat close to 280, and hit the cutoff when the ball comes to you. That's right. it. Like, we can find that and not have to spend $35 million a year. Yeah, there's oh. five guys under contract after this year for the Red Sox. Five. Like, you, they, yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna do a lot. They're going to reshape. Wow. In 2025, oh. they're going to look totally different. But they're punting on this year. And I'm okay with them punting on the year because I, I don't live there. And I don't pay the ticket prices. And I, you know, I, I go to one game a year. So, like, I'm not... <laughs> Right, I'm not the one that has to deal with this every day. And, and guys like Emerson who are covering the team, who are there when the team, when the Red Sox are bad, July is boring. It's boring already, but the Red Sox are bad. It's even worse. There's nothing to talk about. Football hasn't started yet. Basketball is done. All you have is the Red Sox. And when they're bad, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's a hard market to be in and they're going to be bad in July. Yeah. So it pisses people off. I get it. But, you know, so we'll, we'll get to some more baseball later. We've got a lot to say about what's going on with the Angels. But uh, Daytona 500 starts today, 4 p.m. I'm liking Chevy to win this. A Chevy car. It's a prop. I like big, but the manufacturer prop all the time. So you, I, that's what I'm on. If you want to trail that, you can. You can fade that if you want. A lot of folks like Toyota. John Hunter Nemechek is driving in the Daytona 500. And this is a crazy, he's 40 to 1. He's not going to win the thing, but I'm so happy for the kid because, I mean, I've been doing radio and content with the Nemechek's dating back to 2018, and now his Joe son is driving in the Daytona 500, something we talked about him doing, you know, seven years ago when we first started talking about doing content and radio was John Hunter's going to be a really good driver, and he's driving in the Daytona 500 today, which is crazy to me, Gosh. and I hope the kid does well. But there's controversy out of this. So FanDuel decided 
And the Daytona 500 is similar to the Super Bowl. People have been betting on the Daytona 500 for months. Oh, yeah, it's been up since New Year's for sure. FanDuel decided after the race was rained out and rescheduled for 4 p.m. Eastern that they could execute their 24-hour rule and void every bet. (laughs) Eliminating all the CLV that people had on drivers. There yeah. were people who had 30, you know, 40 to one on drivers who are now nine to one, 10 to one. Yeah. Big, big prices, eliminating all the risk. Is this fair to do? It's their book. That was my it's answer. Terrible. I mean, it's, my... you know, what, what, what's the purpose of taking the bets before? Just put it up the morning of, take the bets. I mean, that's, that's I don't know. I'd never do that. We would never do that. That's, the the game with the NASCAR betting, and um, I should have reached out to Z, uh, another guy, not Zay, another guy, Zach, mm-hmm. who uh, or Keith could have got them on to talk about uh, NASCAR betting. Them knowing how cars are going to perform in qualifying, and knowing what numbers are going to be from twenty to one to ten to one, is part of the game. I used to be amazed at it every week. These guys were better than everybody, Metcalf included. Metcalf was part of it. They were just better. They changed the way NASCAR betting had to be done here. Right. You had to take it down during qualifying. Sometimes you didn't put it up until after qualifying where you had a better feel for it. I don't know. But to take down the bets because it rained and you know that they're going to race today. Come on, man. What are you doing? I, my answer was, it's their book, it's their rules. Yeah. So I, I understand it. Doesn't make it right to me. Doesn't no, make it right. It's not right. It's, I mean, it's not. But again, there's no recourse. What are you going to do? Bet somewhere else. You want to talk about not supporting a team that doesn't compete like the Red Sox? Right. Don't bet there. Right. You know, or don't bet NASCAR there. Like, I didn't even know that that rule was, I wonder if that's even in the house rules. It is. Okay. Yeah, that, that's how they're able to do it. It was a 20. If the race is not run 24 hours in 24 hours of the scheduled time, they can void it. So what well, is it? What is it? 26 hours, 27, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. So moving it back to 4 p.m. allowed uh, them, allowed them to out. do it. Wow. And they were like, oh, well, we'll never get we'll never get sponsored by FanDuel now. <laughs> So we're out. Cross well, them off the list. We were out anyway, but it's it's you know we don't we, we don't recommend same game parlays. So you know you can't. Wow. But I look. I, I wish someone. I mean, it's I was such a small minority of people that bet NASCAR overall. Yeah. Somebody to said like though football, basketball, baseball, hockey. But tennis, it's the, but it's the Super Bowl that, though. So someone was like, "This is the biggest event." This is the it biggest is. betting event. So there could have been a big red number that could have had a lot of liability on certain drivers. I'm with you. <laughs> That's what I mean. Maybe maybe they, they didn't manage the risk right. And they go, you know what? Take the whiteboard and erase the whole damn thing and just start over again. Let everyone start over again with the, with the, with the, because some of the odds, I mean, dram- people were showing the tickets that there were dramatic differences in prices yeah. when it re- when it went back up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> listen, I, I don't, I don't like to criticize other people doing the job, but if I was in that risk room, I'd have stood on the table and said, you're not doing this. The negative publicity, one, is not worth it. Two, what are we doing? We're booking bets. 
We've been booking bets. You guys aren't booking bets by canceling this because of the rain for a three hour, three hour loophole. Yeah. You know, they probably would have fired me on the spot. Dave, <laughs> shut up. We're, we're, we're doing it. What, what are you going to lose? Like, what are they going to lose? They're going to lose, you know, what, 58,000 if uh, True X wins? Come on. Gosh, it's, it's not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. On the other side of the counter, I was stunned by this. And I'm starting the show with this with two sports betting topics because I think it's worth putting it at the top because normally these topics are at the end of the show. I'm putting these topics at the top of the show because I want to talk about them so aggressively as to what happened. Make sure everyone sees them. New Jersey Sportsbooks won $170 million on sports betting in the month of January. A record for the state of Jersey. Almost all of it on parlays. Mm. Almost all. They didn't make money anywhere else. On straight mm. bets, they didn't make money. What the hell is going on in New Jersey? Why are, why are people obsessed with, with parlays in New Jersey? Not sure. Because I was expecting when I was watching a video somebody did on these on these numbers, I was expecting it to be like ping pong, like Colorado or like something, something weird, like something not. It was parlays. Like uh, this is a, f- a small population state. Losing 100. They got a lot of people to live there. There's 20 million people live there. Jersey's small. New, New York's big. The Tri-State area is big. The state of Jersey is small. But you have all Check- of these. The population in New Jersey before it's five million. It's five million people live in Jersey. <laughs> not over. not over. Over. Uh, hold on. Dear God. Nine nine point two two million people. As of when? As of as of twenty twenty three. Okay. It's small. It's not New York. It's not even close. Now, people live in New York, come over. People live in Pennsylvania and Philly and come over. But the city of New Jersey is not actually that, mo- it's not really populated. It's big. I mean, nine million is a lot, but it's not that many to lose this much money. Three million live in Nevada. I thought it was less than that. It was 2.1 million live in Nevada. Or is it 2.1 in, 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 in the metro of Vegas? Maybe it is. Correct. Yes. It's 600,000 outside. Yeah. It's just short of 3 million. But totally different. Like that's not even apples to apples. That's completely different parts of the world. Pennsylvania and New York are monster states. New Jersey is obviously very close to them. But how did they lose it? How did betters lose this much money on parlays? What do you mean parlays are? Good New York didn't lose anywhere near this. <laughs> it, 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 I, I can't. It doesn't make any sense. The New York numbers as to what they lost on parlays versus what New Jersey lost on parlays. I think the guy, the person who was reading it said 25 million in parlay betting in New York in January and 170 in New Jersey. Right. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know why. I can't figure this out. It doesn't Inside make any sense job. to me. Really? What do you think? I mean, <laughs> how? It's a parlay. It's parlay betting. There can't, it, it's, how can it be an inside job? You're telling people that this is public betting, is it not? You're going to have to ask somebody inside. I, I this number is striking to me. Like, what is going on in New Jersey? I mean, yeah, it's, it's New Jersey. It's not like so. It's not like Kansas. Do you believe the number? Do you yes. believe the reporting agency? Do you believe all the? Do you yes, believe I believe. That I believe there are certain. You states saw that on a video on Instagram, right? No, 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 no. no. There, there's multiple AP stories on this. This is all. This is public. Public record. 
This is all out. This is not okay. Vegas. Poly C just is the first one who tipped me off on it, but uh, there's multiple stories. AP it's all over the place. New York post, New York times. It's a big AP story on this. Well, because so this it's is in the paper, it's, it's no, legit. it's been reported legally by the New Jersey gaming enforcement division. They, they put okay. these numbers out. This is a public disclosure of the numbers that have been put out. So yeah, I believe mass. I believe New Jersey. I believe New York. There's certain people. If you I have a believe. guy that likes to do a million dollar parlay. Okay. You send him to New Jersey because the taxes are cheaper there. Okay. And every okay. VIP you have that likes to do parlays. Then that's the reason. Have okay. Do it out of New Jersey. I, that's, that's a great. You know that can be done, right? Of course. And that okay. makes sense to me. Okay. If, if that's what the move has been, that's interesting. Now, New York's tax rate is high. So maybe you send him from New York to New Jersey. Say, don't bet it here, bet it there. That would make sense. That would make, and there's nothing, that's not illegal to do that. That's legal. Yeah. You're placing the bet where you physically are located. So it's not like it's manipulates an illegal move. the numbers. It's genius. It does manipulate the numbers. That's true. It does, but yeah. manipulates the numbers. Losing, still losing. Same thing in Pennsylvania. You got a guy in Philly mm-hmm. that likes to bet, you know, $50,000 parlays. Go to Jersey and do it, man. We'll give right. you an incentive. We'll give you a room. <laughs> now, we'll is that now, now? There's, there's my, there's the question. Is that legal? Can you incentivize? Can you incentivize the better to bet it in a different state? Of course, that's legal. That's. I'm not a lawyer. You're the, you're the counselor on the show. You like to play the lawyer. It's interesting. Is that illegal? I, I mean, my guess, is it I illegal mean, to fly people to Vegas to bet? Fair. No, right. fair. No, it is. That's fair. It's legal. Same thing with flying Colorado when they flew Mattress Mac to Colorado to go place the bets in Colorado from the tarmac. And they flew to Mississippi. And yeah. They, yeah. It's legal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's because all it says is you must be physically located in the jurisdiction. It doesn't say why or how. So if you're if you're transported. Send the jet. Send the jet in. Fly them to New Jersey. Fly them out. Let them put the bets in. Yeah. It, it is I mean, something to know, pay you, attention to. It's 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 <laughs> I, I would love to see. Now I want to see the the more actual, we'll never see it, obviously, but like, was it one or two gamblers or four or five gamblers that amounted to much of this in jail? Now you're asking the right questions. <laughs> you know, how many bets did it take to go $170 million? Yeah, you're implying that the 9 million people who are dumb bettors in New Jersey and like to bet parlay. I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not implying anything. I'm asking, how did it happen? I don't know how. I'm asking how. Because that number is a record. We've never seen anyone lose. We've never seen in one state someone lose the public on parlay betting. We've never seen them lose this number before in one state. Football guy 97, the tax rate difference between New York and New Jersey for the books is 51% to 11%. Yeah, that's that's wrong. That's that's, much different. Tax rates for New Jersey online sports betting, I believe, is 11%. Something it's like 51 that. in New York. It's 51. So, <laughs> so if you're a book <laughs> it's a little and, you different. and you want to take a bet, but you don't want to pay the taxes like you would in one place or the other, you direct them there. Pennsylvania's 36%, I believe. Oh, wow. New Jersey's 11. So that's a that's a very good explanation you know, as to what's going on. And then we need to find out how many, again, the books aren't going to tell us, but was it a small number of people placing very large parlays, which goes back to my point about limiting betters, which I can't stand. 
because if you're allowed to take a, a $50 million parlay or a $25 million parlay, where the hell you were taking from somebody that should be available to anybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know when a guy's down, what a hundred million. Do you care at that point? If there's, you know, if there's customers that are down a hundred million dollars lifetime with you, right. Do you care what he's betting? Probably no. not. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, but you right. should let that guy bet whatever, whatever, want. whenever he wants. In fact, wherever he wants. But if you mm. can incentivize him to go to New Jersey to boost up your New Jersey numbers and you pay less taxes and, you know, you can make your quarterly reports look a certain way, you do it. I mean, Meadowlands is based, is tied to who again? The Meadowlands Sportsbook? FanDuel. Okay. So they want they want $113 million. Pretty good. That's in one spot on parlay betting in January. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's the most any one book is on, on as far as what everyone's been able to uncover so far. That's the single largest one month win on parlay betting in, in legal sports betting history. Boy, it's a shame. That's going to fall off a cliff after that. <laughs> how are they going to re? How, that's the problem with doing that, like yeah. because you set up the numbers and you're like, "Wow, we got we got booming business here." Then the next month, you know, February, everybody takes a break. Nobody bets college basketball nearly as much. You know, the NBA's off for a week. The, the February numbers go off the cliff. You know, then March it shoots back up. Well, wait till the March parlay handle. Well, what about February though? Give the Super Bowl in February. It doesn't save it. February Super Bowl is, is good, but it's one weekend. It drops off a cliff after Super Bowl. Right. Literally, people are in Gone. the Caribbean and Florida on vacation, all this other stuff. They're not betting. So the numbers go January, February kind of levels off, stays the same. March, it usually shoots up and then ting, cliff into it's April. A hard right. one to live up to. April, yeah. May, June. So, on that, interesting. Is Kendall in the chat? Oh, she's she, up. Uh. Hi, well, it says, Kendall. It says Kendi Wendy. So, I didn't know if that meant oh, Kendall. Oh, I don't know who did that. Did she change her name to that? That she don't she like has, what you call her Kendi. Uh oh. She doesn't like it? I mean, so we got uh, hi, Kendi Wendy. Hello, <laughs> wow. All right, we'll call her Kendi Wendy if that's what she wants to be called here. I didn't know. Is that's that new? Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. We were up late last night. I forgot ah. that uh, they didn't have school. So. Yep. Uh, okay. What happened last night? So the NBA All Star Game set a record for points. First ever two hundred point performance by <laughs> one of the conferences. The East puts up over two hundred points. Up against the West. Yeah. This is after Adam Silver spent the better part of three months declaring the NBA All-Star game was going to be competitive. <laughs> he said Oops. the players understand what we want. Yeah. We, they have been instructed that this is what we're going to be asking of them. And we yeah. expect a competitive, highly contested basketball game. Mm. What they got was a pickup game. I don't even know what if I, I can call it basketball. They just called it roll the ball out and see what you can go ahead and do. Cause it was, 
as poor of an effort as you will ever see, ever. And then we found out why. Report comes out after the game that the NBA players went to the NBA and said, we want to be paid for the All-Star game. We want to be paid just like the in-season tournament. We want to be paid for the All-Star game. Yeah. League said no. Player said, okay, this is what you're, you're not going to get this. Wow. We're going to get a game in which one team scores over 200 points. And if you bet the under in that game, yikes. Bye-bye. Wow. They should pay the winning team. Everybody gets a share. What? A half a million? Is that enough? No. No. Everybody gets a half a million dollars? I mean, technically, that's what they get for winning the in-season tournament. Right. So everybody on the team that wins gets a half a million dollars. I mean, they get a half a million? Okay. Each? Yeah. So there's 12 guys on the team. It's six million bucks. Adam Silver, do you see They don't have the money? Did you see what Adam Silver did when he gave... (laughs) the well from around the world when he was handing Giannis the trophy said, well, congratulations. Eastern conference. (laughs) Like he's big mad. All reports are that Adam silver is steaming at what happened last night in the all-star game. I didn't even watch it. And I watch it all the time. I didn't watch it. We started it and Kendall saw the teams speaking of Kendy, Wendy, my now 10 year old. I said, who's going to win? And she looked and she goes, the East. And I said, why? She goes, the West has all the old guys. Mm. I said, really? I said, they're the underdog. She said, yeah, I don't, point spreads are stupid. I don't care. And the East is going to win. I said, okay. So she watched the first quarter. I came upstairs. I did sports grid. I got to see. He scored 100 points in the first quarter, right? I, I know. I saw. Uh, I saw. It was so funny. Um, Kendall, te- text your sister, Kylie, and tell her we're doing the show. Please, right now. Text her. She's calling me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did Drew Martin and um, uh, Kaufman were on. And they're watching it. And they have West and Under. Ooh. And they wanted to, they were like, what is this? And I said, you guys bet on this. I said, this is something I used to tell people all the time. Don't bet it. Nope. I don't know about even watching it. The last year I was in a risk room, they said, are you putting this up in game? I said, are you crazy? There's zero chance we're putting this up in game. I was watching the in-game number going, what are we doing? Yeah. Half a million for each guy on the winning team. Not enough. I guess you got to, I mean, almost nothing for the losing team or or you give them a consolation prize. 50 dimes a game. Kill it. 50 dimes each. Kill it. Just stop playing it. Kill it. Kill the game. Do you remember how good of a game it used to be? Yeah. I think I think you should do what the NFL is doing. The NFL is slowly killing the Pro Bowl. It's now seven on seven flag football. Do something like that. Do a three on three tournament. Do something different. Play a game of horse. Play a game of knockout. Do something different. Don't play an actual basketball game because it doesn't work. You're asking fans to pay a ton of money. You're asking people to watch it. The commentary they're doing. I mean, Charles Barkley stuck his foot in his mouth talking about San Francisco and the alternative on the all broadcast last night. People are all mad in San Francisco about it. And like, it's nothing, nothing positive is coming out of the all-star game for the NBA. It's it's the all-star weekend is really cool. Even Sabrina Sabrina and Steph. That was awesome. That was unbelievable. Three point contest. Unbelievable. Mac McClung back to back dunk champion. All those things 
They're basketball the dunk related. Contest was terrible, terrible. Okay, but it's still people watched it because it was terrible. But it's, oh, it's it was so yeah. bad. Oh but people like it. When it was bad this year, but people like it. So I think you keep those basketball events and you kill the game. You do something else. The NFL is. I mean, pretty soon we're not going to have anything but an All Star, you know, kind of weekend for the NFL, and the game will go away. And this game should go away. This game is not played seriously, and the guys don't want to play it seriously. Why? Why? Well, they want to be compensated for it. I mean, just like anything else, they're tired of working for free, and they're saying, we're not going to give you a free show to make money on us. We want to be paid. And the league's like, no, <laughs> we've never played for the All-Star game, and we're not paying you because you get exposure and you get you know bonused for being an All-Star. You get bonused in your contract. So it kicks in. I mean, that's how they have the you know the different uh, Larry Bird rules and different um, Supermax contracts rules. You know, if you're an NBA All Star, you're an All Pro. These things all kick in incentives with contracts. So the, the NBA says you're already paid more when you're named an All Star. So we're not paying you to play the game. And the players were saying we want to be compensated, and the league said no. And then the league players all colluded and just said, "Okay." Here you go. And they served Adam Silver a steaming pile last night. And he had to sit there and scoff it down on national TV and award that trophy to Giannis. He wanted to kill them all. It's amazing how much money they make for All-Star Weekend and all the sponsors and all this other stuff. It's a gigantic event. They had it at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Saturday night. Like there was what 30,000 people there. I don't know. It's at some point, you know, for I don't know what, 100 years, the owners and the league had him, everybody in complete control and said, yeah, you'll go to the All-Star game. But I need four days off. My knee's killing me. You're an All-Star. You have to show. If you don't show, we find you. Oh, okay. You know, but the guys wanted to play because it was competitive. And listen, best on best. I, I, I love playing with new guys. I loved every all-star game I played in. I played in like a lot of them, but like the, as you got older, one, it was a great way to meet someone that you've, mm. you played against that you couldn't stand. <laughs> but like for three days, you, you, you practice once or twice with them and then you played a game. It was fun. Like, but I wanted to win. The fact that they don't even care about winning or putting on a good show. I don't know. I don't know. The, but all-star games, they stink. I mean, obviously, we'll ask the question. Well, no, because we got to have – it's a yes-no thing. But, I mean, baseball is the only all-star game left. It's and it. baseball is easier, right? I mean, baseball is 1v1. So, right. like, it's an easier – You can sell. set up the matchups. The teams don't matter. Like, right. it, it matters. But I want to see – I want to see – Shohei pitch against Trout. Right. Like, and that's yeah. cool, right? It's a one right. V it's a one V one type of thing. Yeah. So baseball's all-star game is easy and simple where hockey, basketball, and football, it's team oriented. It makes it much more complicated and much more difficult because you have to play the actual game. And if one side doesn't care or one side's not playing defense, <laughs> it gets to be like that. It just, if I'm oh. playing defense on you and I'm like, Oh, there you go. Go ahead, sir. Here. Carp launch, go right to the rim and the score, 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 score. If I'm playing goalie, 
and I'm not moving fast and I'm just like, Oh, there's the puck. Oh, goal. Oh, whoops. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's just, (laughs) you know, that's the NHL has tried to do that with the, you know, with the different games in the game. Now they're they're trying to create all these things. It's just all-star games were cool because just like you said, star play star guys play together and it becomes that PlayStation dynasty mode of like, man, Larry and magic played together. This is so cool. I'm going to build this whole team. I'm going to put LeBron on the same team as Damian Lillard. Watch these guys go to work. We see it all the time now because the guys move around all the time. These used to be different because an East coast guy would never play in the same team as a West coast guy. So it's cool to watch them play together. Well, now they right. move around every three years. So they play together. We, we've seen the guys play with each other. Like we've seen LeBron play with Dwayne Wade. We've seen LeBron play with, you know, dynamic, talented players, huge superstars. You know, we saw the big three, the first iteration of it. And so like now we've seen LeBron and AD play. And like, so fans have seen a lot of the things that used to be like the cool factor. It's kind of gone. We've seen it because of free agency. I have a video uh, from uh a Twitter site that I'm going to post on on my Twitter at Sports BK can sing in a little bit. It's video of the All Star Game in like I don't know what year, 2000 or maybe it was even early late 90s. Right. They were playing defense in the paint. There was no one outside of the paint on the opposing five, like the defensive team, and Kobe was so up in guarding somebody. Like outside, like over by the logo, and like made a steal and went down and dunked. Like the players didn't allow each other to not compete. Right, back then. they were yeah, policing each other. But I mean, this is the, we talk about this all the time, right? There was once a time where in baseball where you struck out five times in a game, you were embarrassed. Doesn't matter now. If you batted two hundred, yeah. You were embarrassing. It was called people, the Mendoza line. Yeah. I mean, it was like, give me a break. It was awful. People were, were always like, great. All these things are there, but you know, you hit 25 home runs and have 75 RBIs, but you bat 200, like get out of here. Yeah. That stat line now gets you a new contract, right? <laughs> like, hey man, he hit 25 bombs. Like this is the guy we want on our roster. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like this is nuts. Austin Matthews just scored to start the third period. The Leafs are up 2-1. Here Quick we go. Update on the I did daytime not hockey. We'll do more of that here in a second. There's a bunch yeah. of good games. Bruins 2-2 going to the third period. Yes. Good game there in Boston. Bruins have lost four games in a row in this homestand. 1-2 one, and 1-2 one, and 1. I think they're 1-1 one, one and 3, whatever they are on this homestand. It's not good. Uh, they got to turn things around in a big way. Uh and the stars are red hot, so it's a tough matchup for Boston today. But I thought they'd snap out of it and win the game today. I I just wonder how sports fans, because ultimately this is on us, right? Ultimately, if fans stop going, stop watching, stop betting on all the All-Star games, then it'll go away. But it feels like baseball, because the home run derby is so has so much interest, both in the marketplace that the game's being played and in the betting marketplace. People love to bet it love to watch it, that that's not going anywhere. Like baseball, for all its ills, baseball seems to have the the all-star game right, and it's not going to move. Right. Everyone else is going to have to figure out what to do. I think the NFL eventually will get rid of any type of game and just have an all-star skills competition weekend in the next two or three years. And just say, 
we're good. That's it. We're done. And, the, and, and you're, and you're going to move off of it. The NHL is still trying, but I was so confused by what they did in Toronto this year. I didn't watch a single second of it. I, I was like, oh, I give up. Who's what on what team and what are we doing? And how, how, how long are we playing? What didn't get it totally, at all. Yeah. Totally gave up on it. It's, and now the NBA all-star game is, is suffering through, you know, a, a pretty big embarrassment. And now it's a public embarrassment because the players literally rubbed their commissioner's nose in it. And you better believe Adam Silver is not going to take it sitting down. <laughs> so they're doing the new TV contract. He made the declaration that Vegas, he essentially declared last night that Vegas is getting a team. Like he basically said that out loud yesterday. So they're going to do the new TV. Here are the numbers that they were talking about, like what it's going to cost and stuff to get a team here. Billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's not like hockey. NBA is a different animal. NBA expansion is big money. Look what Cuban just sold the Mavericks for. <laughs> it's big money. Like getting an expansion team is a big deal. And because they're going to do the new TV contract first. And then after that, Seattle and Vegas will be coming into the league. The question is going to be is, is Seattle going to be an Eastern Conference team or not? What do you mean Eastern Conference? Well, okay. So, so like, so the, if they're going to stick them in the West, right? Who is moving from the West to the East? Got to move a team. You're going to move New Orleans? Because that's what I, I've always said is New Orleans. Yeah, most likely, right? They're the most Eastern Western Conference team. Memphis, too. Memphis to the East, too. They got to move two teams, definitely. Yeah. Memphis to the East would be wild. I kind of like it. I mean, those those are the candidates, I think. I mean, Nashville. E, Nashville. Nashville for what? NBA? Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Seattle. They owe Seattle. They owe Seattle so much. (laughs) Like, they burned that market. Seattle Seattle Supersonics need to come back. Much like the Cleveland Browns got ripped away and burned. You go and put the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Supersonics back. I guess. I mean, I I think it's it's Vegas and Seattle makes the most sense, but I don't know. I I the NBA has a real. I don't know if it's it's a it's not a competitive problem. It's an interest. Uh, Really, it's an it's a lack of interest in the regular season. It's so blah for a lot of people. They just don't care. Oh, I disagree with football season ends. And it uh, used to be like Christmas day, NBA. Let's go. Let's we're, we're in. If you weren't in by Christmas, you're in. Right. But the numbers would would say the opposite of that though, Dave, the TV numbers would say the opposite. The ratings and stuff are trash. No, they're not. They're actually good. Ratings across the, across the league are good. And NBA ten, ratings are good. And attendance is up. Yeah. NBA's got, I mean, TNT does really well. TNT and all their, you know, that's not like the number one studio show in, in, in all of sports. Studio show's phenomenal. And people watch they it watch and then the they watch the game. show more than the, the game. And then they watch the game. But they watch the studio, then they watch the game. So like they, mm. they watch that show. Ratings on the NBA are not poor, not bad. I mean, certain markets are suffering because they're not good. But I mean, the Golden State Warriors print money. I mean, they they're they're not good, and they're just I mean, literally printing money every single season. They've been both the locally. best team for a decade, sure. But they I mean, that's what I mean. Most dynamic player in the league, and you go through the league. Very good there. Lakers, that's right. Lakers do very well. Golden State does very well. Denver does very well. 
Dallas is very Denver well. Denver doesn't even show the games in their own market. What are you talking about? Denver does very well nationally. They and don't locally. show their games their in their attendance. market. Well, that's different. That, that, that's that, eighty percent of the people don't see the games. Not eighty. It's not eighty. It's high though. Yes, not eighty. But you can't. People go to the games. People go. Denver Metro game. The number one most talked about topic in all of Denver are the Nuggets, not the Avalanche. Okay. People talk about the Nuggets more than the Avalanche. That's not that, that's NBA over hockey, it's over NBA baseball, over hockey, over yeah. football, over oh, over the Broncos. The Nuggets are the most talked about team in the market. So it's it's big. So you go just go through it. And like, sure, there are certain big markets, like the Bulls have struggled dramatically because they've been bad for you know almost 20 years now. They've been bad. So they've been struggling. The Florida teams don't do very well. Miami's, you know, fickle with, with, with where they are. But the NBA as a whole is very healthy and does very, very well. That's why they're going to expand. I mean, look at the they're going to do the new TV deal. It's going to be the biggest TV deal in NBA history. It's going to be an absolutely huge deal with different streaming components and Amazon and Apple and all these different people are going to come in and get games. And then they're going to expand and they're going to, we'll see what they're going to charge. There's rumors that they might waive the expansion fee, but they might not. So we'll see what the league wants out of the ownership. Is it Shaq? Is it LeBron? Who gets it in Vegas and who gets it in Seattle? But they're going to make what? $5 billion it's going to cost to get the thing in. So, so like, I think the NBA is as healthy as it's been. It's just going to be, you know, where does the league grow in the post LeBron era, which is coming soon. And LeBron said yesterday, he wants to retire as a, as a Laker, but LeBron's going to go away here soon. And two, three years, max, there's a massive changing of the guard and who will be the face of the NBA. That's going to be really interesting. My guess, I mean, this is where Joel Embiid's got a chance to do it. I mean, if Joel Embiid can win a championship, Jokic already has won one, but tough to have a team in Denver be the quote face of the front, face of the league. Huh. But I, you know, I'll be very curious. We're going to see a very unique spin here for the NBA in the next couple of years. Oh, they're spinning it all right. Because who's going to be the next? Who's going to be the next? It. Next person? I, I don't know who's going to take over that mantle of you know. We've gone from Michael to LeBron. We've had a, you know, since 88 to now, we've had a hell of a run between the two. I would argue that the NBA audience is probably bigger internationally than it is nationally. The NBA is big internationally. It's big in different, depending on the country. I mean, not all, all, not all international cities, countries. There are some that are big. They're all basketball hotspots for sure. And the league's going to go and, I mean, if, they, if the league could figure out the travel, the league would have a division in Europe if they could. Oh, no. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the NFL wants to do it, too. You just can't figure out the travel. Oh, yeah. But if we, if we figure out the, you know, if we speed up air travel and we could figure out different ways of getting over there faster. They're both the NBA. play games and stuff more over there, too. I mean, like oh, yeah. the NFL's been doing, you know, they got a Germany game, two England games, NHL Mexico thing. game. I mean, the NHL, I mean, that, it's the same thing. They went over there and played, was it what, in Germany, right? They played two games in Germany this year? Two games. In that dome? And that thing looked like the sphere? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's just the way the world's going right now. It's all going to be... It's all going to be not huge, but it's just funny because people don't realize how big of a basketball market Vegas is and how passionate this market is for basketball. And everyone's like, why everyone's going to Vegas? Go to, this is a basketball market actually first and foremost. You make the case oh. that 
this is the basketball market. Basketball is the sport in Vegas, not football, not hockey. Correct. The people don't know that though. Like they, they don't realize how passionate. Oh, it'll be huge. Because UNLV be huge. is bad and people don't go to the games and you know, you understand why, but people. But UNLV basketball groups. made this a basketball town yeah, back in the day. And then, yep. no, the summer league here has always been something. Yeah. AAU like, tournaments. You know, the, it, yeah, the, the, the high school basketball scene here is an excuse to come to Vegas. It's gigantic here. Yeah. So it would be the NBA will be awesome. I mean, in look, Vegas is, is a marquee town. Think about the NBA that I've always told people. Hockey wear helmets, football wears helmets. NBA players don't. You have a marquee town, which is you got to put a name up. And Vegas is so built for that because every NBA team has one known superstar, basically. Right. So when they come to town, Luka Doncic comes up for Dallas. When Spurs come to town, Wemba Yama comes down. When the Lakers are here, LeBron comes up. So like you, it's it's a ready-made market for marketing, for pushing. Oh, absolutely. And everyone's going to go, oh, I want to go watch so-and-so. Now, again, that's the load management conversation and everything else goes into the problems with the NBA. But for this town, folks will fly in to go to one game, to go watch their team play in Vegas. They will come here for the weekend to watch their team play. Well, we're seeing it with hockey. It's already yeah. being done. And yeah. It'll be done. Um, it'll be done until people get got. You know, when you come here to watch the Celtics and Tatum doesn't play, right? Yeah, you're it's gonna, gonna be like, yeah, we ain't doing that again, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right, and, and and then again, you have the anger. And you'll have people who like I spent my, you know, my whole vacation time, my money, everything else to fly to T-Mobile to watch my team play. And then you sit. I mean, how in the that's what the NBA is trying to prevent with teams on the road. They're trying to, you know, say, hey, look, it, unless you have a real reason to sit out, we're going to fine you if you're just going to sit out for the hell of it, especially on the road, especially on national TV games. Right. Which I don't know how you deal with that. It's the same thing the NFL is going through right now. And I know Mike Florio got a lot of slack over the, over the weekend for the tweet he put out about the NFL having an age problem with coaches, but it's a legitimate question to ask. I mean, people are, are, are like, this is ridiculous. And he cites that Bill Belichick being 71, Pete Carroll being 72, you know, Belichick got one interview. Pete Carroll got zero with NFL teams that have multiple openings, you know, across the league yeah. and, and saying, Look at the 35, 36, 37-year-old coaches. They're all getting jobs in the NFL. And you've got guys who have won Super Bowls you know, sitting there and they're not even getting talked to. It's it's the same, it's the same type of problem that you're running into where like the leagues have these PR issues and have these problems going on internally that they've got to fix and got to figure out what to do. Well, isn't that a microcosm for real life? Yeah. I mean, that's sure. what's happening just in general. A lot yeah. of times people with experience or whatever being phased out. out too expensive. We'll start with someone younger. It's not that important of a job. I love that one. That's my favorite part. Anybody could do it. So we'll just get someone else. I'm not talking about coaching in the NFL. Right. But talking no, about no, general, general, general. Right. Yeah. That's you hear that. You're like, okay, gotcha. Leafs just scored again. Lander, Look out. Here they come. Uh, UConn beat Marquette by 28 points. It's the largest margin of victory ever between top five teams. So is it an issue that they were both top five teams or is UConn really just that good? UConn might be that good. 
UConn's good, isn't it? It might be. It might be UConn. UConn's and very good. It might be UConn and everybody else. Very good. It, there's not a lot of value in buying them at the moment, but man, you need a BVB on this headband, Joel. You're right. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. See if I can get a BVB on there. Stencil on there. I don't know. I 28 points. I mean, they took apart a Marquette team that I like a lot, and they were hot. They'd won, I think, seven in a row going into that game. <laughs> they got completely housed by UConn. Um, Takeaway from that, more UConn or more Marquette? Just not ready. More UConn for me. Yeah. I like Marquette. Marquette was playing really well. They, they I mean, look. It was it was a a waterfall of problems. Right? Marquette didn't shoot well. UConn couldn't miss turnovers from Marquette. UConn played great defense. Like you can see how the game got away from Marquette very quickly. But it was in Hartford. Marquette's on the road. It just shows right now UConn's the best team in college basketball on both ends of the floor. Houston's in the conversation, and then I'm not sure who number three really is. I think you threw Purdue out. Oh, I think Purdue's after yesterday. Goodbye. Yeah. I <laughs> goodbye. Done. I'm glad I didn't buy anything on Purdue because they, they are not Purdue cannot be trusted by any means. I mean, how does a dead, uh, how does a dead cat bounce work in college? How is that possible? As bad as Ohio State has been and all that stuff. We talked about it earlier in the week. Yeah, just on both shows here and on sports. Like, I didn't like, buy a dead cat bounce. In college sports, dead cat bounces don't happen. Because in pro right? sports, it's different because you're worried about your job. You lose on the road to Ohio State. I mean, what do you think? You just roll the ball out and you're going to go win, Purdue? I mean, this is why you lost in the first round last year. I think I think Eli <laughs> put it on the on the Twitter. Purdue prepping for their Obvious first or second round exit in, in the college basketball tournament. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. But again, I saw it. I watched the end and I was just like, yikes, what are we doing? Purdue, very different on the road without the refs helping. Whoa, Coach. Well, I think he means just they, they don't get the same calls. I don't, it may not be the refs are there, but. I mean, it's just, oh, nice. Okay, Vancouver. Very, very nice, Vancouver. I'm on Moneyline Vancouver. Right, I like up. it. I like it. 4-1. I like that a lot. So let's get Winnipeg in there. And I'll Hoover, go 2 and Minnesota. Nice matchup for the over. Go 2-1. and one. I, I only played one. I played the under in the Bruins game, under six. And I played Vancouver over. And I played Winnipeg. Well, I'm sorry. Vancouver Moneyline and Winnipeg Moneyline. It's what I played today. Oh, okay. So we'll see. I, I didn't get the numbers. Numbers were kind of wacko how short prices on the favorites there were today on both Winnipeg. It's like the books don't believe that Winnipeg's any good or that Vancouver's any good. Well, I don't get you it. Have to, I mean, you can really only put a certain number on a road favorite. I mean, it's just like in baseball. A lot of times you see the Dodgers like minus 130. Right. It should be minus 180, but you can't, oh, you can't put it too high because the bad guys will come in and play it. I know, but we have, well, hockey, but, but, but we have hockey numbers of minus 450 today. Home teams, home teams. Yeah, but why can't you? Why can't a road team be minus three, two hundred, two fifty? Why not? That's just. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. Give me the short price. I'll, I'll right. gladly bet it. So I'm not complaining about the numbers that I got. But it's still sort of like, wait, what? <laughs> I, like, like, how are we saying this for a number of years? Like, guys, you you don't have to just make it 
Make it 150 and let them bet the dog. What is, what's the worst case that we need the favorite? That, that's okay. Right. So a lot of times books don't like to do that. So All right. We do this on Friday night, but we can do this here. little in-game live. Yeah. BVB version. If you guys don't watch the Friday night show on Sports Grid, this is what Dave and I do while the games are going on. So it's 4-1. The Canucks, it's locked at FanDuel. It's 2-2. With 16, we have 60 minutes left in the third period, right? Okay, now it's back up. Uh, two, two, five and a half is the total over 148. We getting two goals here or one goal here? Between in, in which game? Dallas and Boston. I two, two. One second of it. I mean, I would say we're going to get what's the total? Six and a half? Uh, no, five and a half. I bet under six. Current total is five and a half. I said three, two final last night yeah. and I thought maybe a four, two might burn me on an open net. That's where it's but, headed. But Boston, the Bruins had to start to lock things down given how open they've been playing and how sloppy they've been. Right. So it's like Montgomery was, I, I watched a press conference with Montgomery and he was like, we are going back to the way that we play hockey. This is not how we play hockey. We're going back to Boston Bruins hockey. And I was like, okay, under because Boston's not a team that's going to go and score with a team like Dallas who's been red hot. But Bruins scored five minutes in Dallas scored 10 minutes later and then two goals in the second period. And here we are two, two in the third. I would yeah. lean towards the over. I, yeah, I mean, you would think each team is going to score a goal or yeah. the team that scores. If they score and keep the three, two lead, there'll be an empty netter or at least multiple. Opportunities. And I'm, I'm cool with the push. I mean, I, that's why I like betting six. Yeah. The, the push potential is there. I don't like betting five and a half and six and a half. I'll do it, but I'd rather buy bet six and then over or under either or, and you wind up getting yourself a, a push. So, um, what's the two. total in the uh, Maple Leafs and Blues game? That's, that's Maple Leafs in the Blues game currently is at uh, five and a half, three one. Maple Leafs over the Blues, eight to play. What's the juice on the under? Under two twenty five. Oh, they're going to change it at the four and a half any second. 240, 250 is the top. So when you see the juice move to 240 or 250, you know the next move is change the number to four. So and if half. you want to go over four and a half, you wait. If you want to go under five and a half, you got to lay that gigantic juice. I think we're going to get at least another goal, though. This How would you feel about open. under nine and a half for Vancouver and Minnesota? It's currently four to two, mid second period. Four two minutes. <laughs> Nine and a half um, is high. <laughs> it is, but Canucks got another one coming, most likely. Yep. Um wow. Nine and a half is four more goals. I think there's three more. I don't know if there's four more. Wow. It's a good number. That's hard. And I have a real strong opinion there. Okay. Let's let's talk about something. We'll watch these three games that are currently going on in the NHL at the moment. Again, it's 2-2 Bruins Stars, 3-1 Maple Leafs Blues, 4-2 Canucks in the Wild. Next game up is at 3-40 Eastern. Ask, ask the chat. Ask the chat. Let them vote on a poll right now because we just we, we got some hockey nuts in here. Over under for that Vancouver game, nine and a half. In game right now. Have them vote quick. Before goal scores. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's that, if a goal scores, that's even better, but you can vote on it right now if you're watching the show live. God forbid they let us keep doing this show while we're live, while we're watching games and stuff, because I mean, the content's good, period. But like, that's, 
I mean, live betting golf yesterday would have been its own trilogy. <laughs> Get to that in a second. That was incredible. What would happen yesterday with that? Uh, under, Sorry. under, Sorry. under. The boys are voting. It just in the chat, which again, we appreciate. If you're here, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're short. We didn't make the two dimes, uh, people following uh, the YouTube. Came close, though. We came close. We're we're almost there now, but we didn't get there by um, Super Bowl. That was the goal. So Mm -hmm. that's okay. We can allow to have goals and uh, not attain them too. Part of life is learning from that. Uh, Winnipeg minus 130 at Calgary. Total is five and a half. For this game, this game will kick off at four ten Eastern. Dropping the puck under five and a half is juiced. So we get thirty minutes till the puck drops. Yeah, totals down to one twenty six at Fanduel. Hmm. Starting goalies. Um, Hellebuck is in, and I believe it's Markstrom. I know, I know, Hellebuck's been confirmed, but let me check and see for. Uh, Hellebuck against Markstrom. Yeah. Oh, expected. Markstrom's not confirmed yet. He's the only goaltender not confirmed yet. That's the best. Must, must be waiting for who skates who skates out first. Damn. I'm taking Hellebuck over. I don't care who they put in that for Calgary. Calgary at home has not been good. Winnipeg's been a steamroller on the road. Stay right there. Hold on one okay. second. I'll be back in five seconds. Yeah. Hold on. We get the stats. <sighs> I have my stats. I can give you my stats here uh, for Winnipeg and Vancouver, that matter. But uh, Hellebuck in net has been tremendous. Really, anywhere he plays, he's been tremendous with a 2.1 goals against average. So I like Hellebuck a lot. You're changing on your TV? Yeah, I didn't have my remote. And uh, um, these alerts come up for notices, and they don't move until you hit them oh god bless these people in my house all of them i love them dearly <laughs> but i need a reminder every time something nights comes up ah because the game's starting soon right 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 the nights uh, right 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 coming winnipeg up. calgary who do you like um i don't know if i forced to pick make a play it would be winnipeg but okay Edmonton, big number on the road. Total yeah, six and a half. They're not I, So, okay. So we went on this run. It's changed a little bit, but like the, the two and a half, three and a half team total under for the opponent for the Oilers. So it's really expensive today to bet Arizona team total under. So if you under you, two and a half, under three and a half or under two and a half, oh. both, but three and a half is super expensive. See yeah. where draft. See where What's draft. Two and, a half? two and a half is probably fair. It was price. expensive last night. It's it's the I, I like it the best. If you're going to bet that game, I think under two and a half goals for uh, for the Coyotes is is the best play. Right. Let's see, Let's see what the team total What's is. Arizona lost nine in a row. Yeah. It's it's like, now it's my. It's it's better. It's minus one thirty five for under two and a half. It's yeah. minus three forty under three and a half. Three forty. <laughs> Can't even advocate that being a good play. <laughs> over three and a half for the Oilers is minus one eighty. Over four and a half is plus one fifteen. Canucks just scored again five to five two Canucks. I Ooh, love flat, flash man. score. So fun. <laughs> it's so good. 
It is a great app. Days like today, because I, I run all of my alerts through my watch. So my watch is constantly buzzing. Going, and it, right. All, all yeah. pops up is the team logo. It just <laughs> who scores. So you look down and go, goal, goal, goal. It's just fun to watch. Ten games, and every game starts by 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 it's o'clock brilliant. Eastern. It's they great. screwed up Friday, but they made good on President's, President's Day. President's Day used to be an NBA day. Remember? Really? There used to be NBA. It used to be a... a Martin Luther King Day would be one, and then President's Day, February, Mondays, were a nightmare for scheduling in the books. Five plus over four and a half e is plus one fifteen. Over five and a half is plus two fifty five at DraftKings. If you want that, I don't know about that. I would go over four and a half though. <laughs> plus one. I think you get five. Five plus goals. Oilers yep. five plus goals. Yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> Flash court of the watch next auto. I'm telling you, man, it's just go, 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 go. It's awesome. I, I, I absolutely love it. It's so fun. It's literally 30 seconds to a minute above anything else. It's annoying auto <laughs> sitting with him like out to dinner when this goes because uh, uh-huh. he's like, zip, zip, zip. <laughs> goal, goal, goal. Flash score. I look, I, I, first time we were out, I'm like, what are you looking at on your phone? It's flash score. I get every goal. Bang, like, bang. oh. You know, and it was like one of those nights. Well, I get every goal or nine and I get every home run. Those are the two things that are good to go to my watch. So I get, I get an alert for every home run in baseball and I get alert for every goal in hockey just to see, (laughs) just to see who's, who's doing what. Otto says he does it every day. My yeah. wife loves it. Oh, well, that's good. I'm sure she. I'm sure she loves it. I'm sure that's she really loves it. Goal, goal, goal. Every oh. two seconds. Yeah, I'm telling you. If you don't have, I don't advocate ESPN products very much, but ESPN Plus is the the power play. What do they call it? Whatever their package is for six bucks a month. Is unbelievable. It's the best to watch every game in hockey. It's it's just it's so good. It's so fun to bet it, and it's so good. This total is weird to me, Dave. Explain this five and a half to me. Vegas is laying two seventy five, and it's a five and a half. What should we say? Sharks aren't scoring at all. That we're saying. Knights on the road haven't been a bargain either. They haven't, but five and a half seems for San Jose. Hmm. Like, whoa. You want to talk about a game that has 3-2 final or 3-1? Okay. This is it, isn't it? I don't know. Vegas just – they're a tough I can't team. believe the price. I like Vegas the over. Minus 300. I like the over. If I, was betting, if I was betting this game, I'd bet over. Vegas is going to give up two goals. Mm. And defensively, they're, they're giving up two goals. Speaking of ESPN+, Plus, I got to watch another kid that basically we grew up – you know, watching play baseball on ESPN Plus yesterday for Hofstra. Oh, wow. His first college at bat, he hits his bleeder into right field, and the right fielder dove and caught it. Oh. Robbed him. I texted his dad. I was like, do you believe that catch? You know, but we were sitting here, you know, he, he played at Virginia. Oh, wow. So yeah, his name's Mike Mike Brown, and he mm-hmm. got in and played second base, got that bat. That ESPN Plus is great. I watched the, the Yager ceremony last night on that, on demand. It's right there, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. They're doing hockey right on there. They are. They really are. They're they, really it's, doing it's the best hockey. Thing, it's justice. the best thing they did. It's such, you get the low, you can pick which broadcast. Yeah, which one you want. Yep. If you want to hear your local guys or you want to hear the other teams, which again, sometimes I like to hear the other teams broadcast. Right. 
You know, I, do, I know what I my do, guys I like, are going to say. Correct. Yeah, I like it just because you learn stories about backstories on teams and injuries or, hey, we heard he was yeah. sick yesterday. Yes. You, you hear, you're like, oh, you just hear stuff that's on yes. the – it's like reading the game notes. That's why I love reading game notes of the yes. opposing team because you start to see <laughs> Hold other on, hold on. Explain to the kids what the game notes are because nobody kids knows what the game notes. They don't know what game notes are? Oh, guys, <laughs> come on. Kids. So <laughs> – the sports information director, the SID, the person who is in charge of all the information. The job. Whose yeah. jobs are, you know, used to be like five. Now there's one for like every, for like, for the entire athletic department, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Bigger the school though. I mean, like Ohio State has like a hundred, but the bigger the school, the bigger <laughs> the, the, the right. SID department is. But they create every game, a packet that's printed and handed to you when you go to the game. They also make that available online where you can go and read. And if you're betting college basketball and you're not reading game notes, somebody always, somebody said to me over the weekend, how do you know what Creighton and Butler and these biggest teams are doing? Read the game notes. <laughs> you go read the game notes and you can literally see Greg McDermott's record against said coach. And you go right. back and see the game scores and go, well, they've gone, you know, the total has been over like 145 the last five times they've played somewhere in the 140s. And the total is 160. It's like, well, I'm going to bet under. <laughs> like, you just see how the games have been played out because strategically, these coaches who have been there for a long period of time have similar game plans. Even though different kids are there, they know the plays of the other coach. That's what they scout. So they know what the different cuts are going to be and they know the rotation. And they can be, I mean, Greg McDermott's very good at certain coaches and not like Greg McDermott's got UConn's number, except right now, UConn couldn't beat Greg McDermott. I mean, Hurley couldn't beat Coach Mack. Mm. He's won the last two meetings, and that this one this week is going to be huge. <laughs> so it's big UConn Creighton game coming up. UConn's going to Omaha this week, so that's going to be awesome to watch. What day? UConn plays at Creighton. Um, I think Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, five thirty. Yep, tomorrow. Yep. Wow. Okay. Tomorrow. Yeah. Number one, UConn on the road at, at, at Creighton. So obviously a massive game and a huge opportunity. And um, yeah, game notes are key. Oh, game they're notes, so good. Game like, notes are so good. I, I used to pour over them when I went like was an intern or went to games and stuff. And I don't know why you wouldn't. And like, there's just information Now you may get nothing. Oh, the right. blues just scored. The blues scored. Three, two. Ooh, here we go. They pulled the they, they they pulled a goalie and got an empty netter. So there's a minute, a minute eight left, and it's now Toronto 3-2. So somehow that game might get over. Man, uh, it's five. The Bruin Stars game is five and a half minus two fifteen on the under. I mean, they must just be skating around. The books must they must be just looking at this going like no one's trying to score and they're gonna play for overtime. It's gonna be a three-two final. Because you can wow. go big plus prices, plus 164 on the over right now. Yeah, minus 215, plus 164. I don't even know what we're doing anymore as an industry. I don't know where that gap became acceptable. <laughs> it's a tough It's a tough look. But there, you think you're going to be two goals in that game? Probably not. You may get the five, three, two final. Logged down from a bar at Lake of the Ozarks. What's How up? How about Ryan? that? Hello, that's, Coot. That's phenomenal. That's you ever been great. there? Lake of the Ozarks? I don't even know where that's at. Uh, Missouri. Party Party Cove is so fun. 
Man, oh. one of my boys almost got a DUI on the boat driving a boat. Is it <laughs> nice weather there right now in February? No, not really. Oh, okay. Leaf scored. Did Leafs just score? Uh, yeah, they did. Leafs yeah, just scored. Better. Four to two. <laughs> oh, man, that's a kick to the junk. Ouch. Dang. I'm oh. old. I didn't bet it. So oh, I, man. but ouch. Oh, that stinks. Oh, wow. You're on the under in that game. And Dang. They may, leave, they may leave the empty net open. That's actually not, that's actually kind, 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 kind of true. Dave, you're not numbers. actually, you're not actually wrong about that. <laughs> oh, wow. Title shots. <laughs> and yep. Drunkest I've ever been in Lake of the Arts. <laughs> yep. Drunkest I've been in my life. AOWS. Yeah. This is, this is, if you're in the Midwest, it's a big, like, I don't know. I went there in my late twenties. So, but it's, it's a, Party Cove was called the number one party spot by Playboy, like in 2000 and I don't know, like 2002 or three. Oh my. Okay. And it exploded. Like it became like this like cultural phenomenon because everybody, everyone goes either rent boats or they have boats. It's on, it's on the Lake of the Ozarks and you tie all the boats together and you essentially go walking between boat, 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 boat. And then you, you know, stop and talk to people and talk to girls and, you know, share different things and drinks and whatever. And it turns into just an absolute madhouse. Oh boy. Drunk people driving. And so they sit, the cops sit at the front, at the, at the mouth of party Cove and they just, and they pull you over and it's the same as driving a car. They breathalyze you. They feel, Mm. they feel sobriety. And if you get a DUI in the water, it's the same as getting a DUI in a car. At least in Missouri, it is. Did that party thing on a boat like during bike week in Laconia? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Lake Winnipesaukee. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've done it. Yeah. That was um that was the reason me and and her stopped talking. One of the reasons, because I was like, you're gonna do this every year. Like is this <laughs> this is gonna be and the people driving in boats, they needed to be testing them. It was scary because oh, I was yeah. like, this is bad. This was cool. in the late night. I'm back from Curacao. This was 1999. That's that was a beautiful place. That, mm. Oh, that, yeah. It's awesome. Laconia, that lake. Oh, yeah. Oh, but people I, were getting like annihilated. blackout drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same with Ozarks, too. Same thing. Dallas scored, by the way, 3-2 Dallas now with uh, 10 minutes oh, to play boy. in the third period. So now the sweat's on for me for, real, the, real. for the six. It's going to be 4-2 final. Toronto wins. There we go. I'll take 4-2 final for the Bruins and the Stars right now. I'll take yeah. that, please, if we can find a way to get that. Boston losing again, though, man. Uh, this is where my bet in my fandom are at odds because I want the Bruins to score to tie this game and go win this game. But my bet loses if that happens. So. Right. Uh, I'm kind of conflicted on 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 that, but no, yeah, there's a lot more games. Win the bet. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Well, yeah, Vancouver and and Winnipeg, and it's two one day. So, right. let's go ahead and get get that to be done. Uh, this is we're talking about the total for San Jose being five and a half with Vegas. This is seven already for Ottawa and Tampa. Rightly so. It's like forget it. <laughs> Rightly <laughs> so, right? Yeah, Ottawa is one of the best over teams in hockey. Tampa Bay is going to score a ton. Puck line. Most likely for the Lightning. I, I mean, it's only money line minus one sixty, mm-hmm. and, the and puck coming line. down. And the puck line, if you want to lay one and a half goals, mm. it's plus one forty. Oh, it's down to six and a half. 
Oh, because they, they don't do that at FanDuel. It's minus 150 on six and a half. Oy. Seven in every other book. <laughs> so now, I mean, they're, they're canceling NASCAR bets and they're making the juice on totals minus 150. Yeah, plus 122 in the comeback, too. I, again, <laughs> I guess once not, you got everybody in, you just offered them the prices, whatever they want. But. Not plus 140. Because people don't know. I mean, Dave, if I hadn't been doing this for as long as I have in talking to you every day, I wouldn't know that price discrepancy. I, I, I had to explain something the other day, a, a dime line. And they're like, yeah. why is everyone keep saying dime line, dime line? What's the difference? What's a dime? It's like the more people get into betting and the more they realize the splits and the more talking about the differences in the splits and how it used to be done where you would go, well, why is it only plus 122? If it's, my, if it's minus 150, what, why isn't the price where it, where it should be? Right. Well, because they're not using a dime line. It's a quarter line. It's a quarter it's line. <laughs> no, they're just making it up. There's no pay table for that. It used to be minus 150 was plus 140. Yeah, dime line. And it got to be spread to be minus 150. You could go to plus 135. Then the most egregious thing you could do would do Minus 150 plus 130. You know, and you set up the table. So every time you're at minus 160, you're at plus 140. Minus 170 plus 150. Everything becomes, you know, and then at 200, you open the gap up a little more. Plus 175 instead of 20 apart, it's 25. Nowadays, you look, minus 150 is plus 122. Yeah. Just make it up. It's just some, some guy in a risk room or some computer program says, Here's the percentage. Throw it up there. They'll never know. Okay. Go well, Minnesota. You Five, have three. to shop those around. What did our what, what did the chat vote for the for the eighty one percent on the under? Uh oh, it's five three. Uh oh, <laughs> it's five three now. Nine and a half is in jeopardy. Now what's the hold on? What's the, see what it should well, be? We knew what? Vancouver was getting another goal. Is so. it ten? Is it ten and a half now? Let's see. It has to be if it's eight. Uh, it's can't be nine and a half still. Uh, no Vancouver, way. Vancouver and where is that? Where? Is, oh, it's, oh, it's locked. <laughs> it's locked. Oh, let's see. It's five three. It's locked. Right, so let's we'll see when it pops back up again. It must be ten and a half. It's got to be. It's to. Ten, yeah, ten and a half. Yep. Up to ten, up to ten and a half. Oh, boy, that's a big number. <laughs> yeah. You and and look that that's yeah. Joseph you, Joseph Myers. I think this is. You know, a lot of people are asking those questions about pricing and the, you know, Dave compares it to a gallon of milk, but more people are learning about the gallon of milk price and going, well, wait a minute. Are we just like throwing these things up and just going, eh, <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason for why you're coming up with the numbers and the take back and hockey betting is, is different because I think the prices stand out more in hockey betting because your totals can only be a certain number. It's five, five and a half, six, six and a half or seven or seven and a half. So right. The totals in hockey, the pricing, I think you pay attention to it more because you see the price and you're like, all right, it's six and a half. You start shopping around. And you're like, why are these numbers so different? Like you're at seven, juice to the under. You're at six, juice to the over. But your pricing doesn't make any sense. The, the, the price margin is so far discrepant. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. And so people are starting to ask, I think the more you know, experienced better to start to ask the right, oh, five, four. Wow. Two quick ones. Fast. Two quick ones for the wild. Five, four now. We're at nine. Eleven might and a half. That, might be over that nine and a half by the end of the period. No, Goodness. that's the end of the period now. Okay. 
Five four. My goodness. Come on. You're so far ahead of the sports book. It's sick. Yep. <laughs> Flash score is so far ahead. Flash score is unbelievable. Best four bucks a year. Open. That's amazing how fast that is. Yeah. Really yep. gotta keep yep. that. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. We're telling everybody. <laughs> it's all right. Uh okay, let's talk baseball for a little bit for a first second right. before we let go of sports grid. Your boy Anthony Rendon. Oh boy. Have you seen these quotes yet? I saw the I saw the interview. Okay. For those who have not, this is what Anthony Rendon said to reporters this morning about the game of baseball for him. How does your pro and con list compare to 10 years ago? It's a lot different. I'm married. I have four kids. My priorities have changed since I was in my early 20s. So definitely my perspective on baseball has been a bit more skewed. Is it still a top priority for you? It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first for this job. If those things could come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure because it's my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at 7 a.m. in the morning or whatever time it is. Do you want to be here playing baseball for the Angels? I've answered your question, so why do you keep picking at it? Anthony Rendon has every right to say what he's saying. He said, I got every right to say that this is a job for me. The problem is you open up yourself to a boatload of criticism when your stats are this. <laughs> 52 games in 2020, 58 mm. games in 2021, mm. 47 games in 2022, and 43 mm. games last year in games played. It can be a job for you. It can be just something that you do to feed your family and your faith and your family are more important than all those things. And I totally understand that point. You need to show up for the said job for you to say it's my job because he's missed over a hundred games for three straight years, mm. making a ton of money from the angels. So what that comes across as is apathy that you don't give a flip. Mm. You're, you're a highly paid athlete. And if your team wins, if your team loses, eh, doesn't matter to me all that much. I'm here for a paycheck. I, Mike Trout, you deserve every second of this for signing that contract and staying in this spot with this organization. All right, he didn't sign Rendon. He didn't sign Rendon. That's true. But he signed his contract to stay with the Angels. Shohei's gone. Rendon doesn't care if they win or lose. It's a job. I'm just here. If the Dodgers didn't give Shohei the money, Shohei would have stayed too. He liked his house. He didn't he want to did, move. But the Dodgers were always going to give him the money. How much money was the question, but they're always going to outpay the out outbid the Angels. That was they deferred all the money. He did. He deferred all the money. He was brilliant. That was a that was a Shohei decision. That wasn't a he doesn't want to pay California taxes. <laughs> that was a Shohei decision, not a Dodger decision. Shohei chose to do that because he wants to go back home after 10 years and have all that money coming in tax-free. Brilliant. Yeah. Listen, you can't control your teammates a lot of times. You can sign a deal with a team because, you you know, you like to play there. You like the team. The team tells you they're going to do this. They went out and got a guy that, you know, apparently had good stats. This guy's <laughs> figured out how to play less than 50 games a year again. <laughs> And get paid. And I mean paid. 
Right. And he was the guy that went after somebody in Oakland. You know, remember when he was walking in after the game and somebody said something to him and he came back at him? Yep. You know, listen, you can say this. I mean, we talk about it all the time, saying the quiet part out loud on the show. You don't have to say this out loud. Get on the phone and do the interview. Like, you know, you stirred this up. You, You did this interview a month ago and they asked you about this and it went away. Like he's obviously trying to get traded. Okay. Right? $38 million for a guy who plays 50 games a year. What team is lining up to take Anthony Rendon's contract? $38 million he's making this year. Yeah. You're making that much money. Have the brain to either, like you said, don't do the interview or two lie. Lie. You're making $38 million a year. Just lie. Lie. It, it, <laughs> players have been lying in the media about their passion for the game forever. But you're making $38 million. That's half of the payroll for the Pirates. One guy. He's played less than 60 games for four straight years. Yeah, he's not playing a game. Oh, it's a a job. Okay, you're always hurt. You should be fighting, kicking, clawing to get back onto the field if it's your job. Well, no, I, I like being home with my family and I, you know, I, I, I can't play. I can't, I, you know, I'm hurt. I can't do these things. Four straight years, man. Four straight oh. years. This is, this is look, I mean, the numbers with you with Washington, I, I, I wish someone would ask him, be like, Hey man, look at your numbers with Washington. 156 games, 147 games, 136 games, 146 games. You get the big contract from the angels. What happened? Because <laughs> the numbers, the play, the games played numbers drop like a rock. 146 to 52, at 58, 47, 43. At 29, he had 44 doubles, 34 homers, and 126 ribbies. And got Man, the he had a good year. Third in the MVP voting. Woo! Silver slugger. All-star. And then he got the money. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm good. See ya. Thank you. This is what guaranteed contracts in baseball do. This is why NFL owners go, this is why we're never giving you guaranteed money. This is why we have our structure because of Anthony Rendon. <laughs> and he gets to do this because the there's no weather, recourse. Well, CBW said the weather wasn't as nice in Washington, maybe. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> yep. I got a lot of sun time, man. I got a lot of beachfront property to go and tend to. Oh, I got other things I got to go do, man. I'm, I'm busy. Got my 38 mil coming in guaranteed, whether I play or not. Oh, man. So, but Doc, my shoulder. Doc, my shoulder, man. I, got, I, I, I just can't. I can't oh. go, Doc. I can't do it. Got that wave. You know, those waves coming in at 5 p.m. I got to go out there and check it out. That is a tough spot. That's, 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 that's a bad look on every level. It's a bad look to do this. Well, it's a bad look again for, for, you know, the players, the owners, you know, you write the deal, you get, you, you give them the bag and then the guy doesn't play. So now the owner goes, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Or that owner tells everybody, this guy figured it out. I mean, he don't have to play. I mean, you know, we're screwed. If he'd have played, we'd have won more games. Maybe Shohei would have stayed. We'd have been, we'd have built this. Who knows? Like you could take. I mean, I don't know. It's just that it, it's you're so close to injury, and then 
the wherewithal to come back. I heard a great the quote again. I forget what story I was watching, but it was talking about Marvin Hagler talking about how hard it was to get up and do road work yeah, after silk, sleeping in thousands. Silk sheets. Uh, yeah. Silk sheets. Yeah. Thread count sheets. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, Bruins pulled the goaltender and tied the game. Ooh. There goes my, they, they tied it up three, three. So now go in the game, Boston. Okay. How to lose in a shootout. Right. Exactly. Cause that's how I roll here. I'm on Boston. I'm on Bruins money line and minus one thirty. And I'm on the under. Under's dead. Get the Bruins to be a W on this. Let's see if they can they can snap this losing streak. But look, I I'm frustrated because I think Mike Trout is a generational player. And whenever I see these things, I get very frustrated because I want Mike Trout off the Angels. Shohei now got off the Angels. I want Mike Trout off the Angels. Mike Trout showed up and said the exact opposite to what Anthony Rendon said. Mike Trout talked about his passion for the game, talked about how he wanted to win here for the fans of the Angels, how he wanted to go and see success and see it through. And to, he, I got committed to this, for, to this organization. I'm committed to win with this organization and we're going to do everything in our power to win. And Rondone shows up and says, I don't care. <laughs> like, like that has to be the most, like if you're Mike Trout, you're just going like, you just did. I just, what are you got me again? Doing? You got me again. Like, what are you doing to me? Like, yep. what do you, I, I'm, I'm up here trying to say that we're going to go and win. And you're literally saying I'm making $38 million. What the fuck do I care if the team wins or lose or not? I'm good. That's all that matters. I'm good. <laughs> like that's really, you can, I, again, Prioritize your family, prioritize, prioritize your friends, your life, your kids, your religion, all that stuff should be prioritized. I get this. And you say baseball is a job. I get this, but you aren't even doing your job. If you played 140 games and you're producing and you say, look, this is a job for me. That's fine. I, I, I mean, all good. I'm good with that. I'm not good with you saying, it's a job and you're playing a third of the year. If that was that last year that he had, did they win a world series? Was that the year they won a world series? I believe that's right. Yes. Uh, let's see. In, in 2019, right? Uh, forget what year they won the world series. Washington won the world series. That was the yep nationals. Four games to three. First title in franchise history. Yeah. Some guys don't handle going from, you know, the ultimate winning and stuff. Maybe, you know, he was pushed with his agent. Take the money, man. You know. Yeah, I guarantee. He's going to break up. Yeah. He's angry, bitter about being told a story. And just sometimes really just truly hurt. But, I mean, that's four years. You, I mean, nursing an injury. That's too much. Like it's, Multiple. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I've talked to guys that, you know, played in the majors and know them. And for a lot of them, this is exactly how they feel. They just don't say it out loud. Right. You do not say that out loud unless you are able to say, look, when I come to this ballpark, my job is to win. I have a job. I'm paid to win. It's what I do. But when I go home, I leave baseball at the ballpark. I'm with my kids and my family. I go to work. I lock in. I'm here for five hours a day, whatever it is. I lock in and then I go home. Right. There's nothing wrong with that if you're showing up and playing and producing. 
Right. The problem is when you play 58 games during a year, make $38 million and you're producing zero. And even when you're on the, on the field, you aren't producing anything. Right. Then it becomes apathy and it becomes an insult to everyone else. That's the problem. It's tough to show up and lose all the time. Like, you know, but like Tony Gwynn was one of the best hitters in baseball. Went to the World Series twice, never won. Showed right. up, played. So there's 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 different ends of the spectrum. Not saying one's uh, obviously one's better than the others, but the perception is bad. I bad. don't care for Rendon to have his opinion if he produced. That's the problem. Right. Making $38 million and not producing at all. And there are teams that were like, we wish we could play, pay somebody $38 million to play baseball. We, we, we could do a lot with that money. Like it would be tremendous to see what we could do. Right. Got a guy on the bench making $38 million. Our whole team is making 70. You're making half. Like <laughs> it's yeah. just, so th- that's my frustration. And again, I want Mike Trout off that franchise if I can. The Red Sox signed Liam Hendricks. It was an unbelievable story. If you don't realize this guy got diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but fought it off, beat cancer, had Tommy John in August. This is what started the Red Sox conversation because Red Sox fans are very angry at this signing because he can't pitch this year. Two-year deal. If the Sox were in the, were in the playoffs, Hendricks could pitch, but they're not going to be in the playoffs. So it's, it's moot. So he'll pitch, he'll pitch in 25 for the Red Sox. They're going to trade Kenley Jansen. This is what the move's going to be. Jansen makes no no sense. He's an all-star level closer, all-star last year. Like, Kenley Jansen should be on a contender. So the Red Sox are going to trade Kenley Jansen. That's going to piss off fans because they're like, oh, what are you doing? But this move is Hendricks will be the closer for the Red Sox next year when he's back and healthy. Mm. This is another indication that the team is punting on 2024. And that's where the anger is coming from, from mm-hmm. Red Sox Nation. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm fine. If there's a plan to dig out of the hole, to trust the kids, to build around Devers, to build for 25, that's fine. No one's saying it publicly. And that's why Emerson and all these people who are in red, like, but this signing today is getting roasted by Boston media. They are ferociously angry at this. You gave a guy $10 million. To not pitch. And then you're claiming you're poor. It's a fair point. It's not great, but I, to me, if there's a plan in place and there appears to be a plan in place, <laughs> what's the plan? Ride the kids. You're going to ride the kids. You're going to go and literally get rid of every veteran except a couple. Trevor Story and Devers are basically going to be the two guys left over. Right. And then everything else in 25 will be new or young. Call up all the kids in September. See where you go. Hendricks closes the games out for next year. Brian Bell is your ace. You sign a couple guys to the back end of the bullpen, you know, and then you go see what you got. I'm okay with it. I, I if, if that's the plan for Breslow, I'm okay with it. But Boston fans are not. They are big, Wait, big. Is big. there... Nikki Saramello said the Netflix settled on following the Red Sox this season. Correct. Yes. There is a, there is a documentary there. It basically it's in season version of hard knocks for the Red Sox. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> and they, and they be, it wasn't a small, fun. it wasn't a small decision. It was a, um, I guess going on for a year that they talked. Wow. Yeah. I'm psyched to watch it. It's gonna be fun. 
Auto said Dallas just rung a post. There's yeah. a minute and a half left in overtime. Bruins will lose the shootout. It's going to happen. Boston's record, Boston's record in shootouts. They're absolutely horrible in shootouts. Like they're, they don't have a, a, a lot of skilled players um, for that. And so we'll see what, what happens with that. But yeah, I, my gut tells me that's going to go. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I look, I, I understand this point. Okay. I, I, I get, I get the point, but I think Red Sox on Netflix will do well. I think you'll see a lot of people who are going to watch. I think Yankee fans will watch it because it's going to be a, most likely this is going to be a borderline dumpster fire of a baseball season. Like it's going to be bad. <laughs> so well, a lot of times you have to say yes to these things. It's not like anybody, all oh, like all teams would want to do this one, but two, the myopic world of the Northeast with baseball has been for the last 15 years. We were force fed Red Sox. Yankees. 15. It's been Red Sox Yankees. Well, no, when the Red Sox got good, Oh, it gave it worse, but it was, it, I mean, it was Sunday it, baseball was late nineties. They first started Sunday baseball it was Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, Yankees. It was, and yeah, the rings it was were huge. Just, so people say, Oh, I hate it. 19 times a season. And I felt like yes. 16 of the damn national. games were on national TV. And the ratings were huge. And people will go, why yeah. are they doing that? Cause the ratings are huge. You guys in the Midwest, you watched, you hated it, but you watched. You hate watched it, but you watched sports grid. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a day off. We will be back tomorrow for you guys who are live with us on YouTube. Live with us on Twitter X. You guys stick around because we've got more bonus time. for you. Uh, okay. College hoops. Let's talk about Iowa state. I uh, Houston tonight. I'm going to say something that I think I'm nuts for saying, but I think Iowa State might win this game. Why is that nuts? This number is – I can't bet it because Houston did – after what Houston did to Kansas, I'm, I'm – or sorry, what, I mean, what, what Houston did to not Kansas, they got beat badly. Who did they kill at home? It was Baylor. I forget who I, – I was on Houston, and they were laying a big number, and they won the game. It was, they're up like 30 at one point at home. It scares oh, the me. No, it was like last week or something. It was like a week and a half ago. I'm scared to fade Houston at home here and take Iowa State plus the nine. Texas. They destroyed Texas yeah, on okay. Saturday. There it is. 82 to 61. That was just on Saturday. No, I they, did that, but I didn't bet that. It was, it was a couple, it was like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago when Houston was at home and they took apart whoever they were playing. And I laid a, like an eight and a half point number and they won by like 30. And so now Iowa State goes in there. K K State. That's what it was. Yeah. Saturday. Uh two Saturdays ago. Yeah. 27. 74-52. Yeah. Killed them. So now Iowa State defensively, this number is going up, which I'm kind of surprised at the total. Yeah. 130 and a half going up 30, 131 at certain books. You would think this would be a dead under game. Mm. But I'll ask you this. If Iowa State wins. They're ranked sixth in the poll right now. I mean, it's a certain polls. They're tenth, I think, in the AP poll. But some people Iowa State now. is in the top ten right now. Wow. Yeah, they're tenth right now. But some people have them as high as, high as six. Yeah. <sighs> I think you might have to. I mean, TJ Otzenberger has got his team defensively. They're they're not Houston, but they're not far off, right, <laughs> from Houston with how good they are. Dog and under. And you get some big, I, I think dog and under is a decent, I think it's true. I think dog and under is definitely possible. 
but I haven't bet this game. I, I could see it go one way or the other. I was like, I, I can't, I can't play it. I wanted to play it and I couldn't play it. Yeah, that's tough. At nine with a total one thirty one is it's a tough spot both ways. Yeah. I don't it, know. It kept me off of it. The number kept me off of it. So I I but I think if Iowa State wins this game, I'll be buying Iowa State futures. They can go to Houston and win. Iowa State can win it all. Huge test for me. This is a big measuring wow. stick game. Big measuring stick game. Even if they keep the game within a possession, they lose by like two or three. Right. Right. Iowa State, Iowa State's a, a team to, to look to invest in. Okay. The, the numbers are large enough. Yeah. And they're, and they're off the radar. Like people aren't really talking about Iowa State right now in right. terms of like a national champion. And you can get them. I mean, at FanDuel, it's 20 to one. Okay. Get them, get them good prices on Iowa State right now to win, to win it all. Thank you. You think they can win the Big 12 tournament? Yes. 100%. They're fans. <laughs> Iowa State fans go to, I'm pretty sure it's in Kansas City again, but they go to KC and they literally drink the town dry. <laughs> like they want Iowa State fans to stay there as long as possible because their liquor tabs go through the roof. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Ames basically, Ames and Des Moines basically just completely empty out to KC for that. Wow. They're a football school, but really they're a basketball school. Really, that's. It's what they are. It's what they're passionate right. about. Huh. So big game, right. big game tonight for I'll Iowa. State. Keep an eye on that one. I'll be on with Ranieri later. I guess on in game live, we'll be talking to coach about this game. How about this total? Look at this total. Home team favored over Under. a ranked opponent, and it's one twenty six and a half. Under number was two and a half. It's been money bet on Vatek. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. At four, I may lean towards Virginia. I may lean towards the dog at four. Virginia needs to win his basketball game, though. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Mean, they're back out to being out. Are yeah. they in? Are they out? Bubble. Are they in? But they're just sitting right there. It's a bubble team. Yeah, they're it's on the right. bubble. Like, got to go on a road to win a game, but an ugly game. Yeah. There was a game over the weekend. Was it, I don't know, was it Virginia? There was The winning team had like 52 points or something. They got smacked. Virginia got smacked over the weekend. The hell they, is going on? They haven't. Virginia hasn't been playing playing well. I mean, they're. You're right. They need a. They need a win, and the books don't think. Hokies ain't losing. Fish killer seventy three. So, did you said Virginia Tech has one home loss? Oh my. Yeah, winning on the road in college basketball. Good luck. Oh, what what was the game they got smacked? Did you? They won by two over the weekend. Who they? Who they just lost to somebody badly because I was Pitt. on them. Yeah, Pitt. They got smacked by Pitt last week at home. First win for Pitt since 1974 in Charlottesville. Right. So, yuck. They're not they're not playing well. Uh, and then finally, K-State at Texas laying eight. Oh, yeah. The final score in that game. So, Virginia played Wake Forest mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They won 49 to 47. <laughs> That's the final. Yep. That's not the half. That's not three quarters. The winning team had 49. Yep. They had a shot clock and everything. That's that that would be a score without a shot clock. 49 to 47. The end game, the final score is 96. Under again. This game here is a blowout. Goal, goal for who? Wild. It's five four. There we go. Wait, wasn't it already five four? 
that was already five, four flash Gordon just, just posted a, a goal. So that's weird. It's five, four third period. It must've been five, Arrigo. three. Oh, said in a text right now. Oh, five, four. Okay. 11 and a half is the, is the total. Now Here we go five, four, but the light, uh, this is interesting. So how much time's left? Uh, let's see in the one minute. Game. Just locked. No, Vancouver, it's one minute into the third. Oh, okay. So it's count, it counts down. Okay, sorry. Because I was I get confused. Flash score with flash the score counts up, yeah. counts up. This right. counts down. Yeah. So yeah, just scored. So it's five four. We just started the third period. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, the first ESPN brick and mortar is going to be in Detroit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Is there a reason <laughs> it's going to be in Detroit? Like wait, like what? <laughs> Oh yeah, Michigan. That's probably close enough to headquarters, and it's probably the easiest transition first. It's not. It's not based on anything other than what's the easiest transition here first. That's it. So, so they weird. can turn it into an ESPN bit quicker. Ah, uh, that's why Minnesota had a goal disallowed. That's why it turned to five four. Okay, it was five three. Heading to the seventh round of a shootout in Boston. Are you serious? My God. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just, I tell you, I tell you what, man, Bruins in the shootouts are just, it's a, it's not good. <laughs> just eighth now, eighth round. Goodness. That's going to sting when they lose. My gosh. It's really not that big of a deal to be bad in the shootouts. It costs you points. In a Mickey Mouse season. nonsense. It cost me money is what it costs me. Well, that's the problem. Oh, go for the wild. Five, five. Holy crap. My goodness gracious. Hellbuck gave up. Uh, what the? Not Hellbuck. I mean, um, Demko gave up five goals on the road. Damn. That's odd. I don't see that very often. Uh, Demko have that type of game. Do they yank it's him? Really one of those things that you got to be very careful with Vancouver. Like it's, it's they're so good, but it's the first time there's going to be games like this. The other team's style is going to dictate. The play, it's 5-5. Five, five. I mean, the final <laughs> score, that's going to be 7-6. <laughs> Unbelievable. I wish I had the damn uh, salami over. Right? Today? Woo! Oh, there's a lot goal, of Goal, goal, goal. Yeah. Uh, we did Winnipeg, which you liked already. That's, that's only better to book it that we got it, so we can go right to Super Chats. There's only one of these Super Chats, I believe, uh, and that is from Chef Benny. The Boston Cannons are your champion series winner. That was from Newbie gave that to us, right? I believe so. I know the Cans were playing in the final, I believe, right? Up against what hat was he wearing? He was wearing uh the LA Redwoods or so the California Redwoods. Redwoods up I against believe, Boston right? was the yeah. final, right? For the national I think he had Redwoods over Cannons. I'm okay. not sure. So the Cannon series winner on Chef Benny Bennett or not, but on that, nice job out of that. Reverse jinx worked. Boston won. Boston, Boston won. Hey! Reverse jinx. That's phenomenal. Nice. So I went one and one of that. There we go. Oh, it's where Canadians come across the bet in Detroit as well. Ah, fair. Good point. Okay. I was I was surprised at that. Uh, I mean, it's not going to work here. You know, they need to put it in a transient place. Wild scored again. It's 6-5 six, six, wild. Five? Holy crap. What is going on? Oilers That's just not good. Phone is just buzzing. 
Flash is going crazy at the moment, <laughs> just with goals. Uh, favorite thing about today is what? Um, well, one that uh, there's no school, but you so, like this? <laughs> yeah, it's just fun when the kids are home, especially Kendall. She's still that. I don't know what of the house because the other one's working. Ah, okay. Jess is completely buried this week with some supervisors, something. I don't know. She basically, I got not a, a kiss off, but a note that said, I will be unavailable during the day from the next four days. So th- that was in the family group chat. Oh, no. So I think that's why Kylie was calling me because mama's not available. So big bosses are here. That's the end of story. So favorite thing about today is that it's Monday and we can all kind of chill for a little while before post Super Bowl hits everything new. Uh, I, I saw some, some new announcements with some other networks that do some, some gambling content. Everybody's changing their shit as of right now. It all starts this week. So we're still here. That's that. That's my other favorite thing about today. That we got a day without NBA, with all hockey, and we get to sit and talk about it. So that's good. Favorite thing about today. For me, um, do you have class today? No. Um, Banks are closed. You're really closed. closed. Yeah. No. No. It's no great. Class. No. no class today. It's great. So. It's interesting when you find things in, in later in life. So I'm, I'm now obsessed with rucksacking. Uh-huh. And so yesterday. It's walking with weight on you. Correct. A, a rucksack is a ruck. If you're in the military, you know what that is, but it's people who wait. So I, I don't walk with, I walk with 23 pounds on my back, on my back. It's not a lot, but I've been doing it now for a month. So I heard that it's way less reason why I started doing it is because I'm getting older and running hurts my joints. If I'm running a lot, I'm doing you know this 30-day challenge. So I wanted to start to find something that was going to be not as stressful on my body as running is. And rucksacking can be as good for you in terms of your cardiovascular health, your heart rate health, and your overall strength. So I ran for the first time in my life. I've never run six miles in my life. And I, I got up Sunday morning and I said, let's see what I can do. It was slow. But I ran six, I ran six miles at a 13 minute mile pace. I didn't stop, but I ran 13 miles, two miles uphill, three miles downhill, one mile uphill. Last mile uphill was a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> Not going to lie. But it's remarkable how you can do different things later in life that you find things and you realize, wow, you can get better. You can get stronger. You can do things later in life. The older you get, there's it's never really too late to do it. Right. And this is a low impact exercise. If you're looking for something that's new, it's different. It's, you know, watch how much weight you put on it because we were talking to the guys at the Super Bowl and like, I don't know if their numbers are right or not, but they, they said 11 pounds, over 11 pounds, you can start to cause problems with your joints. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm reading this book and I guess the military has determined that 50 pounds is the maximum that a soldier can wear on his back and still be effective to fight, not to mm. run, but just to be able to, to, to walk. So there, so that like, that's the threshold I'm on 23 pounds. I don't know how much higher I'll go. I'll go over on it, 
But it really is cool to find things later in life and to realize like, I'm I'm now obsessed with this, like what it does to your body, what it does to your heart rate, what it does to your cardiovascular. So like now I'm like preaching this about everyone, (laughs) anyone looking for a new way, look up rucksacking. Essentially it's walking with weight. That's all it is. But it's, there's, I guess there's groups around the country that do it. There's competitions all over the country to do it. I I didn't know any of this stuff. This is all new to me. for everything. This is all new to me. So I, and, and so like, Throwing weight on and going hiking in in the hotter it gets, the better it is for you. So like in Vegas, this is going to be absolutely tremendous. Phenomenal. And I guess human beings in heat, we're the we can outlast any animal, anything on the planet, we can outlast endurance-wise. Not in the cold. In the cold, we get beaten by caribou and by dogs. You know what just happened? What? Arizona goal. Gold. (laughs) Vegas Golden Knights goal, Minnesota another goal, seven oh. five now, and Winnipeg goal. Good. All just happened within like last I don't know thirty seconds. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Knights just scored again. Yep, two nothing Knights. Hockey's going nuts. Yeah, so we'll all go watch hockey. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you doing this. When you have a drill sergeant, yes, I, I, I'm not going to have a drill sergeant yelling at me. That's very true. That's going to be the same in, oh, in my head. Oh yeah, <laughs> doing that, but yell in your ear. Listen to yeah. us. Subscribe to the show. You can rock and listen to us <laughs> through. Well, it's, right? it's not, there's going to be 14 goals in that wild game. Well, I need two more out of. Winnipeg, or I'm going to lose my bet. Actually, I need three more from, from, from Winnipeg for, in order for that to, to, to happen. Or I'm going to start 0-2 on the juice, which is just the way that things go. It's been a rough start to the week, unfortunately. Bad Sunday. Let's go Chevy. I can't take my nap, but yesterday I woke up from my... What I was getting to is that my favorite thing about today was actually yesterday. I woke up from a nap yesterday after that six-mile run. I didn't know what year it was. The best sleep ever. I'm dead serious. I literally woke up. I didn't know where I was. <laughs> I didn't know how old I was. I didn't know where I was. I was. It's good sleep. That's, that's oh. called good sleep, son. I never slept like that before in my life. It was a crazy. I still. I'm, I'm dreaming about taking a nap like that, but I can't during NASCAR. Unfortunately, I would love to do it. So holy shit, the eight five. Yeah, it's eight. game over. Yeah, my gosh, if you had the Grand Salami over, oh boy. Bam. Let's go Toyota. Now nah, let's go Chevy. Nah. Enjoy your Daytona. I'm not watching one second. Oh, I'll watch it, but I got other stuff I got to go do. So <laughs> Dave, Matt, we're back tomorrow you, for boys. a Tuesday's BVB.